When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what is going on, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Jumping on real quick and uh, thankful that you're here on another podcast episode for Civil Engineering Academy. These are always fun to do as we talk about topics related to the FE, the PE, or anything that really help you on your journey to become a professional engineer. So give us a like, give us a subscribe. And if you haven't uh, subscribed to us on any of the pod catchers, please do so. And uh, if you want to, go ahead and share it with a friend because sharing is caring. Anyway, today I'm bringing Mark back on. We're going to talk about a fun topic that I think will be of interest to you. And that is the secret to passing your exams. Doesn't matter if it's your FE, your PE, or any other exam. We really have the secrets to talk about. So without further ado, let's bring on Mark and let's talk about it. Hey, have you struggled to find time to actually read a book? I know I have. Life is busy, four kids, all of that jazz. It makes it really hard to actually sit down and read a book. So you know what I turned to? I turned to Audible. And we have an affiliate with them. If you go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E, you can jump on and find your favorite titles to go anywhere with you. Use that link. You'll get 30 days for free. You'll also get a couple of credits. And if you're already a Prime member, you'll get two credits, which is good for some premium selection titles that you can actually keep. But go check them out. I really have enjoyed Atomic Habits by James Clear, which gives you an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. They've got fun ones like Dune that are on there and tons of others. So if you're in the hunt to find time in your day to listen to books, definitely give them a shot. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E and go get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Go check them out. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is awesome. It's 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious. If you have not tried these, I don't know what's wrong with you. They recently came out with a coconut brownie chunk, which is amazing. I'm a big coconut fan. So if you're in the coconut camp, you got to try that. If not, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. They have lots of other different flavors. So go check them out. They have strawberry. They've got cherry lime, peanut butter brownie, coconut. Again, different types of coconut bars, raspberry, double chocolate, and all kinds of stuff. This stuff is way better than a candy bar for you. Definitely a snack you want as you're studying for your FE or PE. It's got 130 calories, only two and a half grams of fat, four net carbs, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. This is way better than what's out there for other protein bars and definitely better than candy bars. So go check it out at civilengineeringacademy.com slash built and use our discount code of C-I-V-A-C and you'll get a 10% off on anything that you order there. So go check that out. Hey, Isaac. It's good to be here again. As always. Excellent. Let's see if we can't uh, figure some things out here by talking, huh? Yeah. So obviously these exams are big deals. You've taken them. I've taken them. We've had a brother that's taken the exams. And so we've got some tips for people. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is really the big secret to passing these exams. And there's really no way around it. And the big secret to passing these exams is straight up to do the work. 
there's really no way around that. So if you want to become a professional engineer, you got to put in the work to do it. It's going to take sacrifice and it's a really simple answer, but it's not an easy answer and it's not going to be easy. So definitely the work has to be put in. I mean, when you were preparing, how many hours do you think you prepared or months do you think you put in uh, for the, I guess, the PE? The PE, I was uh, blocked out about four months before I, I was going to take that test. And um, I figured out a study schedule where I would, my best time was working after hours, after work. I actually would go to the library because back then my kids were younger and I knew if I went home, I'd have, you know, some disruptions. So, you know, I made sure that uh, my family understood this is my goal. I'm going to study for the PE. I'm going to tackle this thing. And I got a study schedule and I'm going to stick to it. And I was pretty diligent about that. Tried to get in, you know, a couple hours every night after work. And um, I did that pretty much every workday for about four months before I actually took the PE. And so Hmm. Was it convenient? Was it necessarily all that much fun? Not necessarily. You know, there's other stuff I'd probably be, I could have a lot more fun doing, you know, being home with my family and, and those kind of things. But it's just like everything else. It's like you say, a lot of people, they want the quick and easy route, but uh, with a lot of things in our life. But, you know, if you want to do things the right way, if you want to earn that credential, you got to put in the work, you know. Anything in worth having in life, that's actually the answer is you got to put in the hard work and the dedication to learn and, and master the materials. So I want to hit a couple things on that because we can dive into that a little bit. But it's easy to feel overwhelmed when you're starting this journey, when you hear about the volume of material that people are gathering, how much it's going to cost you. You start looking at reference manuals. You got to dive into the handbooks. You got to get practice problems and you may need to dive into a course if it's, if, you know, if you want to. And we definitely recommend those. So go check them out at civilengineeringacademy.com. For sure. Uh, we, got, we got the good stuff there, but it's easy to get stuck and people get beat up by this exam. So if you're a repeat taker, your mindset is probably different than going into this the first time taking the exam. Imagine when you're taking it for the first time. And I can speak to this because I'm a repeat taker. But the first time you go through it, you're going to put forth a lot of effort. You might not know what that level of effort should be because you're kind of unfamiliar with the exam and how they're going to test you, what it looks like, the questions that they throw at you. But your best foot forward, if you go look at the statistics, the best chance of you passing is the first time. And then if you go to the NCES website, you'll see those pass rates really fall off a cliff as a repeat taker. And there's a number of factors for that. So Yeah, which is kind of counterintuitive if you think about it. I mean, you think somebody that have a little more experience, know what to expect, know maybe what to what level they need to apply themselves. You know, you think they'd be more successful, but uh, that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, it's not. If you want to go back to a previous episode, I actually interviewed the director of the NCES at the time. It's He switched, but uh, go check out a past podcast episode. And I interviewed the existing, the past director, and talked to, asked that very question. And his simple answer is that, you know, like with any exam, you're getting the best students passing the first time. And those that aren't passing are not the best students. That was his simple answer to the repeat taker mm. drop off, I guess. So I think, and as a repeat taker, I do think many people, and I was put in this boat a little bit, I did not feel like I was extremely prepared the first time I took it. 
I did not put in the hard work and the effort. I took a very quick review course. And a lot of times I think people go in taking that first time just to experience the exam. You know, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to put in maybe a half-hearted effort. Let's see how difficult the thing is. And then when they realize, whoa, and they get slapped (laughs) in the face like I did, then you know that you got to uh, put uh, your best foot forward and really get serious with this thing. So take me through maybe some of the mental challenges that someone might have as a repeat taker and what are the hurdles they need to get over to pass this? I would think one of the biggest hurdles uh, for a repeat taker is just that discouragement after you've taken it the first time. And maybe you were one of those guys, like you were kind of doing it half-heartedly, you know, just one foot in, one foot out. You're straddling the fence, whatever metaphor metaphor you want to use. Yeah. And so you know that you really didn't apply yourself appropriately. And so maybe you don't feel that bad about yourself because you're like, yeah, I was just goofing around and I really didn't take myself seriously. But maybe you did take yourself seriously. Maybe you did put in a lot of hours and study really hard and it still didn't happen for you. There can be a lot of discouragement that can follow that. I would think one of the big hurdles is just getting over that discouragement just because you didn't pass it the first time. It doesn't make you a crappy engineer. It doesn't mean you can't be competent at your craft, right? At your expertise. But um, it just means you need to uh, figure out uh, maybe where you went wrong. Maybe there was some, you know, you took the test the first time and you do have a feel for maybe where you could have spent more time and and you understand those areas of study that maybe don't have a down quite as well, you know, maybe those courses that you maybe struggled with a little bit more than others during your curriculum at your university that you went to, you know, maybe on this next time, overcoming that discouragement and then nailing down where you think you fell short and putting more effort in those areas rather than maybe spending time in those areas that uh, you feel like you got down pat. But I don't know, Isaac, I would think that discouragement, getting over that that initial, that disappointment, it's kind of a punch in the gut, you know? It is. There's a few things to that I can think of. One is that you know you spent a ton of money doing this. Taking these exams, whether it's FE or PE, or, is not cheap. And I can't tell you how many emails I get after people take the exam and they have failed it, just wanting not to commiserate, but really just to like get a pick me up and tell them that they can do this. <laughs> and I get a lot of emails about that. Or And some people fall into that category where they did put their best foot forward. They felt like they did well and they didn't pass. And they're right. wondering, where did I go wrong? What is this organization doing to me? They're making me crazy. Right. Like, and then they start hating that process, that exam process, the NCES, you know, they're just trying to mess with me. And I get that, you know, I'm as a repeat taker, it bothers you a little bit that, you know, next time you're going to take the exam, it's not going to be the same exam. You're going to have new problems. What do I need to study? Because I felt like I did well the last time. But it's the same answer, right? You got to do the work. You got to get new problems, get back on a schedule. Yeah. And eventually you'll get there. And we've had people in our courses that have taken the exam a few times and they found us. And finally got over the hump of passing and then they share that story. And wasn't a lot of that because they were with the coursework, they're able to get more organized. They have an outline curriculum and they can kind of pace themselves. And it's uh, just a little more organized effort that uh, lends itself better to, yeah, to them uh, grasping the material and being able to learn it better. Yeah, it puts people in the right mindset. Things are organized. You get a nice planner. 
You get tons of practice problems that go along with that. And then I think the other thing is that sometimes I think this is actually a real problem with the exams today is that because all exams are CBT, no one's on the same page really as when they're going to take the exam. So it's often hard to find support when you need it because now it's all fragmented. It used to be, okay, I'm going to take the PE in April. And so you had a a slew of people studying for that exam to go take it in April. Or I'm going to take it in October. And you had a slew of people that now it's like you can take it year round and you don't know who's studying and when they're going to take it. And so people are like, who else is doing this? And I think um, one of the neat things we offer right now, just a free offering, if you go to ceacommunity.com, you can actually join our free community of like-minded people going through the FE or PE, get support there. But we also have private communities for members of our courses. And those are really thriving with people getting serious about yeah. posting really detailed questions and getting detailed answers. And that's a really cool resource that we offer because it helps people gain that community that they used to have when, like you're saying, that the test was offered only twice a year, you know. And so it was either April or October. and Everybody would kind of group together. Those that uh, like to study in groups, <laughs> which I am one of those those guys. Yeah. I had my groups, uh, you know, in college that really helped me uh, excel at my courses. I enjoy studying in groups. And back when the test was just April and October, it kind of fostered that dynamic, didn't it? But now that they're uh, CBT, computer-based tests, that dynamic is not really fostered anymore. And so that resource that we offer uh, on our course, it's a good thing. It kind of brings that back, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets people aligned in the same room together. And at least you can celebrate, commiserate, whatever you want to do. Right. You know, get help and people will be there to help you and we'll be there to help you too. But anyway, we kind of got off on a tangent there. It's not all about our course, but (laughs) it definitely will help. It's a resource. Yeah, it's a resource. Go check it out. SibylEngineeringAcademy.com. So let's get back. Um, I guess some other tips I can think of as people are studying. And really another secret to passing your exams is simply repetition. And there's a lot of psychology in that, but repetition with problems is going to get you over the hump of passing this thing. There's a really neat video put out by Smarter Every Day, and I've linked to this in our newsletter. So if you aren't a member to that, definitely go check it out because we love to share some fun stuff that's out there. But uh, Destin with Smarter Every Day posted a fun video a while ago about a bike that was put in reverse, welded in reverse by some welders. And so when he turned left, the bike went right. And when he turned right, the bike went left and he could not ride it. I mean, his mind was fried. So if you're familiar with how a bike is constructed, right, you got the frame in the front. There's kind of a tubular shaped part of the frame that the the handlebars hook to. They go down through to the fork of the bicycle. These welders were able to create, they kind of offset the handlebars with another set of gears. So when you, you would turn the handlebars right, the wheel would go left. When you turn the handlebars left, the wheel would go right. Isn't that how it was working, Isaac? Yeah. And what's funny is that no one can write it. Yeah. And so he like takes it on presentations and you get up there to write things. You think you know how to do it, yeah. but your mind knows how to ride a bike yeah. because you've ridden a bike multiple times over and over and you've trained your brain how to do it. And the same thing can be applied to really anything we do in life. Like I'm watching my one-year-old Sam learn how to do anything, whether it's walking He's obsessed with vacuums right now. I don't know why, but he's learned how to turn it on and off 
you know, slowly. And now it's like automatic. And the same thing can be done with anybody like playing video games, you know, look at your own kids, you know, the first thing they play Mario or something, they suck. And all of a sudden they're like game wizards. So. And now they're whipping you, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Now they're kicking your butt in Street Fighter or whatever. Anyway, things take time and they take repetition. The same thing is with the FE or the PE exam. This ties into like taking practice exams. Like the first time you take an exam, you're going to suck. And it's just that repetition, getting back into like homework study mode and really allowing yourself to fail. So how is failure a part of this equation? I don't know. I think we get um, used to, it depends on who you are, of course. And some people are more naturally adept at, at certain things. It might be something physical. An athlete might be, you know, a lot more adept than somebody else at uh, throwing a football or putting a basketball into a hoop, you know. But then that person may not be as adept mentally at picking things up grasping concepts and things, but everybody needs to be able to understand that they're not going to get things right off the bat. And I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to others that are good at things that maybe we're not good at, and we start getting down on ourselves and we don't allow ourselves to fail. And maybe we're just not allowing ourselves to fail at the same rate that somebody else Maybe one of our friends or, you know, one of our brothers or sisters or somebody that we look up to, we realize that we fail a lot at a lot higher rate than that person that we look up to. And it kind of gets us down and, and we get down on ourselves. But we have to realize that we don't have the same talents. We all don't have the same abilities, you know. But if uh, somebody that wants to uh, learn something, if they apply themselves, they might have to apply themselves a lot harder than somebody that they're comparing themselves to, which you shouldn't do. But There's you always can get that it. guy in the office that passed it the first time of yeah. two weeks of study. Right. And, and you're like, then in the, the office, they, they took everybody out to lunch and had a big celebration. And then you come back and you didn't pass it the first time. And everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with you, you know? I think that we get into this pattern of comparing ourselves to people that we probably shouldn't be comparing ourselves to. We should just be competing with ourselves internally. You know, there's a lot of psychology that goes along with that too. But we have to be able to allow ourselves, we have to allow ourselves failure so that we can learn. That's the mechanism by which we learn things. We fail, we figure out what we're doing wrong, and we try to improve on the next attempt, you know? We might fast. try it again and fail, and then we try to improve on the next attempt. But don't get caught up, you know, don't be comparing yourself to somebody that might be, you know, a lot better than you at something. So what, you know, just you be better uh, and compare yourself against yourself and um, set those goals and allow yourself to fail as you're learning because it's just, it's part of the process. But don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Measure your, your statistics and your measurements should be against yourself, not with coworkers, not with your boss, not with whoever else took the exam. So I think that's a very good point. Man, okay, a lot of tips shared, a lot of secrets. And maybe these aren't secrets, but they are definitely the keys to passing this thing. And maybe you just need to hear it. Maybe you're listening to this in your car or something. Maybe you've taken the exam or you've taken it lightheartedly. And you just need someone to tell you, you got to get your butt in gear and go get the exam done. So if that's yeah. you, there's not, there's not a lot of easy answers. It's not a quick fix. It's nothing like that. It's good old fashioned 
hard work and allowing yourself to fail, but you're learning at every failure and you're gaining as you go along and you can do it. Absolutely. You can do it. If you need more inspiration, go check out some of our other podcasts. I recall we did one uh, with a guy named Zdenek who was in his 60s who passed the PE exam. So why in the world would you want to take it in your 60s? And I think this also ties into people that are looking to pass this either your first time or your fifth time is knowing what your why is too. So, you know, whether it's, you know, getting a boost of income that comes naturally with this, but when someone takes it in their 60s, to me, that's signifying that this is for personal, you know, gratification, personal achievement, knowing that they can do this, reach this massive milestone in their life. I think it's pretty cool. So we recorded that a while ago. He was a member of our course as well. And so discovering your why will drive you. Teach old dogs new tricks. I thought, oh man, once your brain gets that old, you can't learn new things. Isn't that what's... That's what they say. supposed to happen. (laughs) That's what my coworkers have said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not true. I'm pretty sure you can. It's proof that, yeah, you know, if you buckle down, even though you're 60, you can achieve some things. So it's all about will. And like you're saying, like, what's your why? Why are you doing this? You know, maybe it's for your loved ones too, Isaac. You know, you might be trying to do this so that uh, you can provide a better life for uh, your loved ones, your family. And um, that's a big why for a lot of people that are trying to do this thing. Yeah, of course. That's probably uh, the biggest people have. So. Okay. Well, I think we hit quite a few of them. Any other last pointers or tips that you have on uh, secrets to passing your exams? Well, yeah, just make sure, you know, you keep your attitude good. Like we've been talking, just it's all about repetition, practice, 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 and allow yourself that opportunity to fail. As long as you're learning from your failures, then you're not failing. You're moving forward. You know, you're not falling backwards. You're falling forward, as they say. So. All good stuff. All right. Well, if you guys need more resources, definitely check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. We definitely have our free YouTube channel as well with tons of free problems there. But if you are indeed looking for a course, we can definitely help you out, whether it's for the FE that Mark and I teach or the PE that's out there as well. You can find those courses at civilengineeringacademy.com and uh, we'll walk you through everything. The courses follow the specifications. They come with practice exams, even CBT simulators. We've got tons of video practice problems. And again, the support is awesome. So, and lots of other stuff that I have. Yeah, those CBT simulators are cool. Yeah, we've tried to make those look just like the real deal. And so you can really get a feel for it before you actually go take the real deal. So all part of the fun. Anyway, Mark, thanks for joining me today. It's been a, it was a fun one and hopefully people got some value out of this one. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me on again. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another fun episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Hey, if you want to be a guest on the show, or if you just want more resources, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com and go check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com. We'll be there when you need us to help you with the FEPE and awesome career advice. So thanks again for listening. Leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave reviews. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.